That's right, it's a Monday, start of another week, and the end of our regular season in the NFFC. That's right, one game left in our regular season. What do you need tonight to win your league or to get in the playoffs in the NFFC Primetime Classic Cutline Online Championship? What do you need? Derek, you got any teams that are riding on tonight's game, or are you said and done? I, uh, my home league, I got booted out yesterday because of Greg Zerline, so... Uh, I have one other dynasty league I'm in, but uh, I don't. It's not going to come down tonight. I have Bell and I have a huge lead, and the other guy has nobody. So uh, it's not going to come down for me to anything. But uh, you know, a lot of players tonight. You got the Steelers, obviously. You got the Bengals. We don't know about Antonio Brown yet, so a lot of people on pins and needles there. Yeah, definitely. I've got one tonight. You'll like this one. Tom's home sick right now because I think he knows he's going to lose the playoff spot to me in the auction league. So nice. You remember when I said he was rolling around in his pajamas on the floor? Yes, I do. He's really doing that right now, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, he laid up a stinker this week, and it started when he didn't start Des Bryant on Thursday. But I think he's about 20-some points behind me. He's got Juju Smith-Schuster tonight. I have Martavis Bryant, so we'll see what happens. But, you should uh, have that in the bank, I would think. He's toast, I think. and yeah. he's, He may be sick tomorrow, actually, because of what I'm doing to him right now. So, <laughs> But no, there's a lot of, lot of titles up on the line, I think, for tonight's game, so we'll see what happens. What's the scoop on Antonio Brown? There's a lot of people got a lot going on with him. Can he play tonight? I got to think he's going to be out there uh, when it gets down to it, at least in a in a capacity where he's going to try and give it give it a go. I mean, it's Monday night. These guys, you know, these guys, especially these wide receivers, they're divas, right? So they they hate missing these primetime games. So uh, if he doesn't play, though, boy, I mean, yeah. uh, hopefully you, you got like an either. Not that that'd be a great start, but uh, better than you know having a zero there. So I don't know, rolling dice. I think he's going to play. Yeah. Speaking of zero, we got Gronk being suspended, rightfully so. That was a cheap shot. I'm sorry if you're frustrated. That's a cheap shot. So it looks like he's out week 14 unless, what, he appeals or something like that? Yeah, he, he appeals. I mean, I was listening to a lot of shows today, a lot of guys talking about it uh, earlier on Sirius and whatnot. Um, a lot of the same arguments is like, how can you suspend Gronk if you didn't suspend A.J. Green? And I, yeah. you know, I, I, I can see both sides of it. I mean, again, the play was stupid i mean it's just a meat, meathead play so i i'm fine with the suspension i mean obviously it's not great i mean this is all this is you know we've talked about this throughout the year it's almost like you're, it's your gronk built-in missing games right i mean usually it's yeah. not because of a suspension but you know normally he's beaten down and you know he misses games because of injuries so this is unfortunate he he i am guessing he's going to appeal uh so i don't know if that gets solved this week or not but I, i'm guessing he's not out there week 14 first week of most playoffs 
Yeah, it's all about the money, money, money right now, and he's not going to help you. And there's a lot of teams that are doing pretty well with him. He's the second uh, tight end among uh, all tight ends so far in the NFFC, so that's a big one to lose. Speaking of top, let's talk about Alvin Kamara. He's the number one running back right now. Of course, we've got one game left for week 13, but this guy who put up 29.6 four out of the last five weeks He's the top-scoring running back. That's almost unprecedented. That's like LaDainian Tomlinson time, right. man. It's like Marshall Falk yep. time. Yep. Crazy. Priest Holmes or something, yeah. It's, he's just, right. And it's amazing that – and Ingram's not far behind. That's what's uh, what's almost yeah. am, is amazing. These guys are just – I was reading today, uh, I think I think it might have been Liss's observations. It's like he says it's basically like having Falk – and uh, who did he? And Emmett Smith in the same backfield, essentially. Yeah. So it was. It's a, It's just amazing to watch, and these guys just keep going. I don't see him slowing down. I just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like you said, Ingram was the third highest scoring running back this week, twenty four point two. He was the fourth highest scoring, I believe, the week before, and even the week before. I mean, those two guys have been in the top five among running backs uh, the last four or five weeks. It's just amazing. Speaking of top players this week. Kansas City had the top-scoring quarterback, Alex Smith, 49.3. Top-scoring wide receiver, Tyreek Hill, 36.5. Top-scoring tight end, Travis Kelsey, 25.4. How'd they lose to the Jets? Because I told you they were going to lose. The Kansas City well, is... That's why? To- yeah, you told us? that's exactly <laughs> why. I, I hit those uh, Friday project predictions pretty good, at least on the games. But uh, uh, Jets are... Uh, Jets, they're... they're I mean, they're they're spunky. If no, if nothing else, McCown is McCown's just fun, man. I love watching McCown. He, out there on his what is it? This is about his nineteenth team he's played on now. It's just We're not here to talk about the Jets. <laughs> We're trying to figure out what the hell happened to Kansas City. You, what happened to my bet? Yeah, that you. That's what you division. jinxed them. They were. I mean, they've been. I did not awful. jinx them. They were like six and zero, going for an undefeated season. They've lost what six of their last seven? They're five and zero. They've lost six of their last seven. They had that division in the bag. I think they're technically still uh, first in the division through the tiebreakers right now. But both both Chargers and Raiders are tied uh, with them. I think the Chargers run away with this division. I, I watched a lot of that Raider game yesterday. Derek Carr, he's he's not good right now. He has not yeah. been good for a while. And I obviously they're missing Cooper and Crabtree. Doesn't help. But boy, he yeah. looked. Uh, Below average yesterday, so I think this is without a doubt the Chargers' division to lose now. All right, I want to talk about kickers because, like you said, you lost the game this week because of Greg Zerline, Greg the leg kicking one right at the end of the game. I was at Lambeau Field, so I didn't see the end of that game. But uh, right now, and this number surprised both of us, he has scored 177.4 points, 14.7 a game. Last year, Justin Tucker had the highest number. It was 185.7. That was a huge lead. That felt like uh, an otherworldly season last year for Justin yeah, Tucker. I mean, right. no question, right? And Zerline's going to blow by that, if not this week, for sure. Yep. He's going he's gonna to go over the 200-point barrier as a yep. kicker. We, yep. uh, we've, and we've brought this up. Kickers and defenses have mattered so yep. much this year, especially in our contest where, you know, those wide receivers that you paid big time, you know, uh, even in auctions or first round, second round, yep. round round wide receivers you just have not got paid back on that and while the defenses like the jags and these kickers i mean they have mattered big time and they're going to matter in our playoffs for sure these next three weeks yeah think about it so zerline is averaging 14.7 you'd love to have that out of your wide receiver three right oh yeah you would take that all day long absolutely if you happen to pick zerline early like this year or next year you would get laughed out of the draft room but he is averaging more than three points a game 
more than the next guy, which is Goskowski. So three extra points every week he's given you. And other kickers are averaging 10, 9.9. They're still in the top 12. So he's averaging almost five more points a game than your kicker every single game. I mean, it's it's a difference maker. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, the hard thing there is you just you never know who it's going to be, right? Is it going to be Goskowski? Right. Is it going to be Tucker? Is it going to be right. Zerline? So, you know, it's, it, it might make people rethink their drafting strategies a little bit, which is always a good thing, I think, moving forward. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you said, I wouldn't recommend that you draft him high next year. He'll probably go down. I mean, Tucker, everybody took him the first one. He's the fourth kicker right now at 10.9. That's right in the average of where everybody else is. So he's not being a difference maker. But I'll tell you what, Greg Zerline is a difference maker right now. Like I said, I was at Lambeau Field yesterday, and as I told you, that's as good as it gets. 50 degrees on December 3rd. You're out there. I was in the sun the whole time, so it was warm and really good. Bad football. That's all I'm going to say. This Packers team plays Cleveland this week. It would not surprise me if they lost to Cleveland. I know I, I, I'm not trying to be a downer or anything like that. They're just not playing good. They had the ball for 20 minutes yesterday against Tampa. Tampa had the ball for almost 40 minutes. Yep. They just controlled the clock. It's just Jameis doing Jameis things, turnovers and such like that. The Packers got a stupid defensive touchdown, but it was not good football. And hate to say it, but... Uh, you know, everybody's talking up here now. I hate to say it. We almost feel like Vikings fans for crying out loud. But they're on the bandwagon again. If we could just beat Cleveland, then Aaron comes back and we run the table. It's sickening. I hate hearing this. Yeah, you guys, I mean, six, sitting at 6-6. Six and six, I actually uh, was texting with a bunch of my buddies last night uh, later that uh, I think they're going to lose to Cleveland. We have a survivor pool yeah. that we're all together in, and we have to make some picks next week. And we're going to actually use Cleveland uh, against the Packers because we're down I mean we're down to you, you know you can only pick a team once and now we're we're picking three te- we got to pick three winners next week so we uh we're still alive and we're gonna have we're gonna go with the with the Browns over the Packers you can believe that uh 10 wins may not get you in and you know, here's the thing even if the Packers oh, right. run the table 10 wins may not get you in in the NFC at this right. point so no, I, I totally agree with you I yeah. mean Carolina I mean Carolina plays Minnesota this week yep. hard to believe Packer fans would cheer for Minnesota but they did against Atlanta because they wanted to see Atlanta get a loss. And they did. They're going to next week to see you guys at Carolina. And then we play Carolina after that. So right. that's the talk. Oh, Minnesota's going to beat Carolina. Then we beat Carolina and we've got the tiebreaker on. Well, guess what? We still got Minnesota and at Detroit. Those aren't givens either, even with a healthy Rodgers. So I don't want to belabor the point, but <laughs> I'm not on that bandwagon. Good. I'm with you. Yeah. Just because we would get Rodgers back, that doesn't mean we're running to the table and then going like 2010 from the sixth seed and winning at Minnesota, winning at Philadelphia, wherever else. I just don't see it, but uh, they're, they're just not that good. They can't get a pass rush. Whatever, I'm not going to go on. <laughs> I heard that, uh, you probably didn't watch that game, but I heard Greg Jennings was a horrendous announcer. I didn't listen to the game, but guys at basketball today were saying he was just terrible. They were like, he one time I think he said they need to get it on third down or otherwise it's fourth down after that. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't watch. I was watching uh, in between the Vikings. I was fl- I'd flip the red zone channel on, so I didn't get to uh, uh, get to watch a lot of the game. However, every time they did show it, you were right. Tampa Bay had the ball every single time. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I saw Hunley one play. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, he ended up throwing for eighty four yards. So. Yeah, 84 yards. I think he had 47 yards going into that last drive in the fourth quarter or whatever. 47 yards for a Packer quarterback. We've had bad quarterbacks in the past, but this guy looks at his first read and then he runs. He cannot look around. He feels the pressure. It's embarrassing, actually. It's just not good NFL quarterback play. What about your Minnesota Vikings? 
But that was a hell of a game, and give it to Minnesota. For them to shut down Julio Jones like that, hurt fantasy owners, but that's a legit team that can do that to the Atlanta team at Atlanta. Yeah, again, pleasantly surprised. Uh, sitting at 10-2 and two now. Actually, the one seed in the NFC control our destiny uh, going forward. Uh, basically, if you look at it, Philly can't, uh, won't ever be. We're, we have like the fourth tiebreaker in Philly, which is uh, strength of teams you've beat, right? And Philly, the... Yeah. If we if we win out, we're the one seed. There's no question about. It. And I don't know if we're gonna run the table in these last four games. But like you said, yeah, they did. Uh, uh, Xavier Rhodes. Uh, th- they threw at Julio three times against Xavier Rhodes. One catch for wow. 14 yards. But here's the thing: they only threw three times to Julio. I mean, I don't care. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is very good. Probably a top two corner in the league with with Jalen Ramsey at this point. I would say. But at the same time, Julio Jones is also top two or three in the league. You gotta throw the ball. More than three times to Julio Jones if you're trying to win a game. I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised. I mean, happy as a Vikings fan, obviously. We win the game. You know, a basic formula. We shut the running game down for the most part. They they got a few, you know, they got some yards in the short passes to the running backs. But again, bottled up Freeman and Coleman. Case doesn't turn the ball over. Kyle Rudolph scores a TD. And win again. Defense. Yeah. Who's your quarterback this week? Are they making a oh, quarterback God. change? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, as funny as that sounds, it's still going on up here. I, I have a buddy who shall rena- remain nameless. I'm not going to say his name on the podcast here, but he at halftime yesterday he was still calling for the Teddy change, and it, no. it, you know, and it, it's just ridiculous. Case now, yeah. Case missed a couple of easy throws that he usually makes, uh, especially a long one to Thielen that he threw it out of bounds. He missed a couple throws on the, on one of the drives, but again, he comes out in the second half. He did not throw an incompletion, and he also set some type of record. He was 18 of 18 on passes between the numbers. Never been done before in the NFL. Uh, set a record there. So, again, he he's doing exactly what Teddy Bridgewater did when he was here, and he's doing it a little bit better than Teddy did. Now, I love Teddy. I have no idea if they made a change, if Teddy would be better with this offensive line, with this offense corner. That's an unknown, and I get that, but you cannot take Keenum out. He was the NFC Player of the Month, uh, Offensive Player of the Month in November. You just These people here are driving me nuts. Minnesota yeah. fans... Wake up. Yeah. Keenum is our guy moving forward this year. That's all. That's all. Next year may be a totally different story. This year, it's Keenum. Done. I honestly can't imagine throwing an NFL quarterback out there who hasn't played in almost two years. Exactly. I mean, just right? the speed of the game right. and everything. He has to have some warm-up. Some warm-up. I mean, you can see quarterbacks that don't play during the preseason. They got a little rust in that first game. It takes a little. I just can't imagine for himself throwing him out there against a top team when he hasn't yes. played football in two years. And it's not like he was Aaron Rodgers before he got hurt. Yeah. He was Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. There's a difference yeah. there. No, I, I like him, too. Maybe they will be better off long-term, but not yeah. right now. I would not no. uh, you know, knock over the apple cart over this one, that's for sure. Hey, let's talk about uh, Giants, little getting rid of head coach. Finally. And Eli might be in there. Now, it's not fantasy-related because we're really not going to start Eli right. at this point, but... Uh, very interesting that the Giants, they had to cut bait. I'm sorry, Absolutely. they had to cut bait. And i got to believe the GM's out next. He's out. They fired him, too. Reese, oh, Reese, Reese okay. got fired as well, so they're both both gone, which I think is huge for next year. Some coach yeah. is going to walk in there you know, and have Sterling Shepard, Odell Beckham, and Evan, and Evan Ingram, boy, he is going to yeah. be a stud. He is yeah. a player, boy. So somebody's going to walk into a nice situation. I think that that move, getting McAdoo out, is going to help Beckham because he was, he was killing Beckham. He just was not yeah. finding ways to get him the ball once he became head coach. I, I didn't get it. So uh, good good deal for the Giants and uh, ne- for next year, anyways. They're, they're done this year, obviously. But uh, I'm excited for uh, – OBJ is one of my guys, so I'm excited to have somebody else there next year. 
Yeah, I'm with you 100%, and I think they do keep Eli. I mean, he's under contract, right, so yeah. why not draft a quarterback and have him work under Eli, and he starts in 2019? I think that's just perfect. Okay. They need a running back. Yep. They've got the, the offense there, but they need a legit running back. If they were able to get like a Delvin Cook like in the Saquon second round. Barkley. Saquon Barkley, you watch. If well, they don't draft the quarterback in the first round, you yeah. watch. They're going to end up with Saquon Barkley. Well, if they do that, that would be something else for sure. But I agree with you. I think the Giants can turn that around quickly. Yep. Listen, this was a playoff team last year. Yeah. And and now they're going to be a lottery pick, if you will, you know, a top five pick. So it's crazy. I think whoever takes that job, it's still the New York Giants. It's going to be a desired job. Yep. Now that they cut bait right now and move on, get a new GM in there, they'll be good to go. So, all right. Well, that's a little bit of week 13. Again, we're going to get Tom here tomorrow, hopefully, if he's not too sick over his loss to me, hopefully, in the auction league. But uh, I think we're going to move forward. And uh, baseball, Derek? Lots of drafts again, 11 drafts going on. I'm going through all of the drafts right now. I'm going to actually write a column here. I'm seeing Otani. I'm trying to figure out where he's going, looking at all the rookies. I'm seeing Otani right around 78, 83. So he's going right at uh, basically end of round five or round six. You know, in our system where it's only uh, pitcher only, that's still pretty high. People are really on him. Interesting today that he's not going to the Yankees, he's not going to the Red Sox, he wants to stay on the West Coast, so looks like Dodgers, Angels, Mariners, even Padres will be bidding for him, right? And the, and the Giants, I would assume, too, yep. Giants, so, yeah, right, yep. 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 But, yep. Uh, yeah, you can't blame him, nice weather out there. Again, a lot of these Asian guys, when they come over, like to obviously be on the West Coast, a little bit shorter getting back to, to Japan or, or wherever they're from, Korea, whatnot. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. I do think, you know, where he ends up will have a dramatic effect on where he is going to be drafted moving forward. Say he ends up in San Francisco versus uh, maybe right. Seattle. I think there's a difference there. So it'll be interesting to see. He's probably, well, I, I bet you he's within a week or so of probably getting a deal done somewhere. So it'll be interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a lot of pitcher parks out there too. I mean, yep. you got the Giants, you got the Dodgers, Dodgers, you got San Diego, and even, well, Seattle a little bit. Those are pitcher parks, so I would be happy to have him land in, in San Francisco or Dodgers or San Diego. But I'll tell you what, where is Giancarlo Stanton going to land? I mean, the Giants are in the running there. He's meeting. He has already met with the Giants and the Cardinals. Yep. Those are two very interesting franchises to go to. I, uh, I, have, I have no inside knowledge of this, but my gut says he's going to end up as a Cardinal. I feel he's going to fit right in out there in right field with, with Fowler and... Uh, uh, fam in, in left field, and I think they're going to have a mall. I, I just, I, I have no idea. I don't know why I picked them over the Giants. I just feel like he's going to end up in St. Louis. Well, they have a great organization. They can find some minor leaguers. They've got some veterans that they could probably trade along with it. I think they could do a better package than the Giants could as well. So I'd be interested to see that one. So, yeah, looking at uh, Ronald Acuna, when we're looking at rookies, he's going right around 169. So, I mean, he really is like 11th to 12th round, which is very interesting. I saw this kid in Arizona like him a lot. Uh, Victor Robles is the next rookie. He's going much, much later. I'm seeing him right around 288. 290, so he's really going like 19th round, 20th round. I saw him go 343, so that was 22nd, 23rd round. So uh, very interested with the rookies. But, yeah, talking about rookies, Aaron Judge going right around 14. Bellinger going right around 27. That was last year's rookie. So if you're getting Acuna that late, and even Victor Robles, I think you're going to see him up in the majors here and doing some damage too. Lots of speed out of Robles. Uh, very interesting. So we'll talk more baseball coming forward. Last thing, Derek, sports gambling in front of the Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, baby. And this is uh, looking very positive that they may uh, rule in New Jersey's favor, and if they do, 
open the floodgates because every go. state's going to want to try and get some of that revenue, and it will be revenue. It's not going to kill the country because people are get, get uh, <laughs> betting on sports. They're already doing They're already it, doing folks. It. They're already yep. doing it. So, yep. but it'd be interesting for the industry, wouldn't it? The, the, the fantasy industry I'm talking about can only help. Can can only help it. It's just more more talk about sports, more everything fantasy will get involved, and and uh, yeah, it's just great for everything all the way around. Yeah, it would be more clarity if yes, the federal government does have a law, because they don't want to have 50 different laws in 50 different states. So they need to get in front of this if they see it going that way, and have one federal law that includes DFS, fantasy sports, sports betting. Let's put it all under one umbrella here, and let's make it smart here. That, you so. know what? And that'll make it uh, make a lot of people's lives, maybe not yeah. mine now, since I'm not having to deal so much with the financial aspects of day-to-day stuff, but it may, it'll, it'll make it easier for the industry to be, yep. you know, governed. We don't have to, we don't have 50 different tax rates and, and whatnot yep. with 50 different states, and and and, and obviously, if, if what's good here, uh, fantasy-wise, is if this, this goes through, it's going to open up uh, play to all the states, right? We still have some exempt yep. states. There's no way that it that it stays exempt in those states. I can't. I cannot see the states right. doing that. So, uh, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's good. Good news all the way around for fantasy. So let's get this done, yep. Supreme Court. Get her done. It's like 20 years overdue. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Definitely. It would be the exempt states like Louisiana and Arizona and Washington. Yep. They would be clarified as well if there's a federal law sure. covering it. That's what we'll have to see. So this is going to be something that's going to take a couple months for a decision to come down, probably sometime in late spring, so look for that. But uh, read up on it today. It's very interesting what is happening at the Supreme Court right now. So, all right, lots to cover on a Monday. We'll have even more tomorrow on Tuesday. Good luck tonight in the Monday night game, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone.